Today on Rolling with New York Mike. Keep on fighting for a better America, for an America that's gonna that's gonna believe in itself, America that's gonna believe that America first is a policy that every American should feel good about, that every American should fight for. Welcome to Rolling with the most patriotic man I know, my husband, and now his podcast, Rolling with New York Mike. Get on the ride. Okay, it's rolling with New York Mike, and that's me. (laughs) Boy, I tell you, the year is coming to an end, and it's coming to an end fast. So, I I mean, I can't be fast enough, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. Let's put 22 in the books, and let's let's look forward to a 23. But I got to tell you, what just happened? We had some issues. Christmas is over. Okay, we we just had had Christmas, and uh, as far as I'm concerned... It worked out really well. I'm I'm just happy that yeah that there's still a let's call it a war on Christmas. I remember Bill O'Reilly. I wouldn't say he started that, but talked about it a lot. And I I really there was a period there where it was like real heavy duty. There was it was just like a whole thing. You couldn't say Christmas, say Happy Holiday, Seasons Greetings, anything, and it, it kind of softened and. I get a feeling, I'm I'm hopeful that it's more that can say, and I do say Merry Christmas to everybody. And I see them, hey, Merry Christmas. Go to the restaurant, sit down, eat, see the way. Merry Christmas, thanks. Hey, have a, can I see the menu, please? <laughs> so it's kind of, I don't get look, look you know, like, hey, what, what are you saying that for? It's good. I, I, I really think it's getting better. And I think that's a good thing. I, I don't see a, a, a negative reaction. And I, at least I haven't seen it. And believe me, I saw it, plenty of it. And plenty of the positive reactions were kind of like, whoa, hey, that's pretty cool. Thank you for saying that. It's like, no, that it, it's Christmas. For crying out loud, it, it, it's a big deal. This is Christianity changed the world. It's a, it's, it's a big thing. And I said it last time. I like to talk about Jesus and everything that happened. I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm Jewish. I, I believe in God. I believe in the Old Testament. I'm not going to condemn anybody's belief, especially if Jesus was a Jew. Now, when I was a kid, I was the only Jew on the block, and I, I, t- I took a lot of crap from my friends back in the day. We're talking about going back to the 50s. Where they blame me, seriously blame me for killing Jesus. And I, I, I know we haven't gotten fully past that yet, and I'm not going to litigate that whole thing. I've done it so much in my life. Again, even as a little kid, trying to justify it. And sometimes we told jokes and we, we did different things. And maybe in today's world, that would seem pretty callous. As a matter of fact, that would seem a lot worse than callous because, look, if, if you're going to attack me, I'm, I'm going to get back at you. That's just that's just who I am. So and, and I haven't changed. I was the same way when I was seven years old. And, and so it, 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 it but it, it's different when you're serious about this stuff. And people were some people, I'm sure, still are. But I don't see it the way I saw it. And I feel this quote-unquote attack on Christmas has been definitely if you want to say soften okay that's that you could use that that's that's fine but it, whatever it is it's good because I think there's there has been a backlash of people who are finally saying wait a minute this this attack on God this atheistic kind of a 
uh, the outgrowth in America, this embracing. And it's like, I, I was just telling the story to someone the other day about my experience with Philip Paulson, the atheist, who the ACL used to attack the cross on Mount Soledad. And my conversations with him, a, a fellow combat vet from Vietnam, and he hated God. And he said that to me. He would say, look, I don't want to see that cross. I live up there. I don't want to go up there and see that, that cross. Yeah, if you want to, I, I hate God. I've been through, I saw that. I said, well, I've seen the same thing, Philip. And it strengthened my love of God, my appreciation of, of the good in human life. And because I saw the bad, <laughs> not that I didn't know it and, and all that, but, and he would just insist and, and try to explain to me how much he hated God. I said, Philip, if you hate God, how can you be an atheist? And he, he thought, I would, and we've had these conversations and I, I piss him off. And I said, if you hate something, then you believe in it. It's there. It's you hate, you can hate all you want, but you hate something. It's not like it's not there. If it wasn't there, you'd have nothing to hate. So you believe in it. You're telling me you don't believe in it. I said, if you, if you told me you were agnostic and, and you're ready to believe it, if somebody could prove it to you, get blah, 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 blah. but that's not where you are. There was that part of the last generation, if you will, certainly in the last decade, that that whole thing came, seemed to be taking over. And now it's quieted down from, look, that's what I've seen. I could be wrong. So here we, we, we had Christmas where I live. My neighborhood is lit up. It is just beautiful. There's every house has Christmas lights and just tremendous amount of very uplifting things, <laughs> sleighs and, and Santa Claus things. I mean, it's beautiful. And you could drive down the street and up and down the streets and the next streets and the thing. All these homes are lit up and celebratory and it, it, it it's it's just great so i don't want to i don't want to take anything away from that there's a lot of things that we need to talk about these things but i i want to say them with with hope in my heart i mean what just happened you know we just had a a uh, omnibus they call it like a, to me it was ominous an omnibus bill that went in which i thought was just not only unnecessary but just uh, uh, just a bad thing a very bad thing i want to say evil i can't go that far but pretty bad and, and really bad because the Republicans just let it happen. 18 Republican senators voted for a $1.7 trillion monstrosity bill. Why? What does this mean for 2023? We're, we're stuck until September, it seems like, because that's when this omnibus bill finances the government through September of 23. Instead of getting a, uh, a continuing resolution, a CR, to keep us going until the middle of January, when then, as of January 3rd, the, Re the Republicans take over Congress and we can restructure everything. Now, on the on the other side, I have have had a conversation with one of our Congress members and, and he pointed out that even if we put together our own bill it wouldn't be any lower than 1.5 trillion because that's what we needed to, to fund the defense department and of course that includes all the money that's being sent to ukraine and that's a whole separate issue and something else to talk about so here we are and and we're with with what we got and i said i understand the money part i don't like it but i understand it 
But some of those things, like money to the border, but we can't use it to stop to stop the illegal aliens from coming across. I mean, our hands are tied. So I, I, I know it sounds really bad, and it, and it is. But the one thing I know is what we can't do. We can't give up. So let's look for two things. A path to find the result that we want. We got we got to get that path. We have a Republican Congress. Well, we have the Republican House. We don't have from a Republican Senate, that's for sure. But that's what the people voted for. The people voted for all these things that we have, the inflation, the recession. We're in a recession. Now, everybody's talking about this guy that they just elected, the Republican who lied, lied about his college education. I mean, they, the White House lies every day. Joe Biden lies every day. And one of his lies, just one of his lies is that we're not in the recession. Of course we're in the recession. Well, why would why do they just want to look us in the eyeball and just think that we're all going to blo- oh we're not in the recession yeah two quarters of negative growth that's a recession that's the definition oh we're changing it so it's not that now because of whatever no we're in the recession and we're in the middle of a just a inflationary spiral things are going up oh as gas prices come down yeah they've come down a bit but is that going to continue until it gets back down to where it was when Biden came in office? I don't see any indication of that happening. I think a lot of what came about was because of the election, and now we're going into a new year, and they wanted to get this $1.7 billion, I'm sorry, trillion dollar bill passed. But we got to look for a path to find the result that we want. And we have to find the inspiration to help us fight to get there. we've, We've got the opportunity there's going to be there's going to be investigations into the hunter biden thing the fbi thing all so many things that have happened we could we can go through a whole list the border the border how about investigations into what happened in afghanistan that's tragic and it was not necessary we could there was no reason that that happened and yet it did so we're going to have these investigations and what are they going to do we need to inspire these republicans they're going to be they're going to be feeling an awful lot. You talk about backlash? The backlash that they're going to get, they're getting it now. And I don't understand why the news media outlets that are coming out against, oh, they're going to investigate this Hunter Biden thing. Why do they want to spend our time doing that? Why do they want? I mean, okay, you could say, I, I can't see Joe Biden in handcuffs, but I could see Hunter Biden in handcuffs. And can they connect the Hunter Biden situation with the Joe Biden situation? Well, we need to, we need to do what we need to do to let the people on our side, to let these Republicans and even the Democrats, the senators and the Democrat senators and members of Congress. We need to let them know how we feel. This is an outrage. They impeach Donald Trump because of he said something in the Ukraine about Joe Biden, who was running against them. And he shouldn't. Are you kidding me? The, the amount of evidence that Joe Biden empowered his son to go to work for powered Burisma, the corrupt uh, utility company, energy company in Ukraine to pay him. $83,000 a month for years. I mean, we're talking millions of dollars because only one reason he was the vice president's son. I mean, there's there's more there. There's what he got. He got three and a half million dollars from the, the, the mayor of, of, of Moscow's wife. He got money from China. I mean, all these things. Can you connect it with his father? Well, they're going to do everything they can to prevent that from happening. And we have to keep those Republicans 
you're going to keep them feeling motivated to keep on doing this, to keep on fighting. They're not all Jim Jordans out there. This, this, we got quite a few. This guy, Byron Donalds, I love this guy. This guy is all. There's so many great Republicans that we have. Lauren Bobart. Oh yeah, she's controversial, and there's others controversial. I, I don't find anything wrong with anything they do. Of course, they've been painted with such a, a broad brush of negativity. But that same broad brush of negativity has been painted about Donald Trump since he came down the escalator. So we've got we've to find the inspiration that these senators and members of Congress need to, um, to help, help in this fight, to help us fight to get there. For inspiration, I look to God. My people, the Jewish people, we've struggled through the ages, through defeat after defeat after, I mean, it, 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 it's so, I mean, the things that have happened to us, again, from the very beginning, you're talking about over 5,000 years ago. It, it, we, we just got through Hanukkah, I talked about the Maccabees and defeating the Philistines who outnumbered us and we overcame it. We keep on celebrating. We went through, I, I mean, we passed down the Torah. That's our, that's our, our, I don't want to say our Bible, the, the laws, the rules that we live by from generation to generation. We, we what we did, the Torah is handwritten. I, I mean, there's, there's so much about that is that's so, so amazing and spiritual. And it's, it's handwritten and handed down from generation to generation. And I, I don't know what, what happened to it. I, I, I mean, I've read stories about during the Inquisition and the Crusades and some of the things, but I, I've seen the evidence of what they did to save the Torah from different synagogues from, from during the Holocaust. Just amazing. If, if things like these don't take away your belief in God as a people, each and every one of you, you have to believe so much, so hard to survive as a people. And the individuals that were killed and uh, tortured and, and gone through the, the, the horrors, unspeakable horrors, and yet, as a, as a people, we, we always believed and we held on to that belief in, in spite of the loss of their land, your homes and, and everything else, and our homeland, Israel, okay? I mean, through medieval atrocities, the Inquisitions, the Holocaust, constant barrage of anti-Semitism throughout the ages. And we just never stopped believing until the return of Israel and Jerusalem. Okay, and 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 okay, and we fought in '56 against NASA and 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 the Egyptians, and we became a, a recognized as our own nation in '48. Then we had '56, and then we had then, then we had the '67 war and the '73 war. We fought and we fought and we constantly fight. And now we hear all these things about all the Palestinianness and the Palestinianness. That, but the birthplace of Jesus, Bethlehem, is being ethnically cleansed of 90% of its Christians under the Palestinian control. So when they talk about this Jewish state of Israel being an apartheid state, but they don't talk about the Palestinian state being a terrorist state. And then you look at my Christian friends, and we just came from this great Christmas holiday. 90% of the Christians living in Bethlehem have been purged under the Palestinian control. The example of so many who believe, no matter no matter the horrors and 
and the tragedies, the South Vietnamese, the Afghans, and yes, the people of Ukraine. And on a, a, a closer note, the last seven years of Donald Trump. I mean, you've got to look at all these things. How could you not believe when you see people all around us? Okay, it's going to be tough. We're going to have a tough 2023 with, with that red wave that didn't happen. With the uh, disappointing is 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 a very you know soft sell of what just happened with 18 Republican senators voting for a a omnibus bill that's just a travesty. Okay, but when you look around, so you gotta have hope. You you gotta go. Okay, that's okay. We still have control of Congress of of of, of the House. We have that control, and 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 we're gonna be able to accomplish something. Yeah, it's kind of a thumb in the dike, as my congressman said. He said we could put our finger in the dike and stop the water. We could, we could do that. We can't do much more, but we're going to try. Just try. Just keep fighting. Just expose everything to the American people. Let us see this. The media hides it. They don't show it. But when you look at the tragedies in life that have befallen so many, you can't give up because you, you didn't get the election you wanted because it, it looks like it's going to be a much tougher row to hoe for the next two years in the House and certainly in the Senate. Okay, I get it. Take a look at the people in Ukraine. Almost a year now, 300 plus days of a war wasn't supposed to last a week. The Russians are supposed to just run over them. And certainly Ukraine has suffered. People have been killed and the, 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 their country's been virtually destroyed. And it doesn't stop. And you, you take a closer look right at home. Maybe not in the same light. But look what Donald Trump has been going through. Turned on by his own party. And in, in the last few weeks, having his personal tax returns exposed. And by the way, I don't know. Did you see anything about it? <laughs> It, 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 it's it's kind of like when when the, the Russia Russia gate thing, you know how many years two two and a half years nineteen attorneys millions and millions of dollars and after all this in depth negotiations nothing it's the same thing okay they got this tax returns there's nothing there you know I, I mean that's, I'm gonna I'll talk about it later all it showed is his net worth went from something like four and a half billion dollars down to three point two billion dollars I mean that's what his four years in the White House cost him, aside from all the aggravation, aside from the fact he's already told his daughter and son-in-law, hey, don't don't get involved this time. He doesn't want them to have to go through what they what they just went through, okay? You know, the Trump organization, they just declared it a criminal enterprise, okay? This is what the what the left does. I, I mean, it's it's like it, it, I, I don't know how to. It, it's just mind-boggling to me that a man can go through. But you know, you, you you take a look at General Flynn, Michael Flynn, what they put him through for quote-unquote lying to the FBI. Are you kidding me? Lying to the FBI? The, the, the FBI should be nicknamed the Pinocchio organization. It, it's like. And he didn't even lie, but he just couldn't sustain the cost going bankrupt, selling his house, selling everything he owns. I don't, know, I don't even know how he's continuing with his life right now after going through all this. It's a horror story. They still go on. They still believe in everything, everything about America. And so here we have these examples. And so we, we can't we, we can't let the left win, you know, in the face of the media, the fake news, as Donald Trump says it. 
letting them, you know, have this win. And, and so many of his supporters who have given up in the face of these constant lies, you know, they, they say he shouldn't run in 2024. What's that all about? What, what, you know, he hasn't given up. Don't get me wrong. And if he hasn't given up, neither should we. I mean, I keep on hearing, oh, his bad tweets. He said this, his bad jokes. I mean, are these reasons to give up on somebody? Are they, well, look what, look what Biden has been doing. Are his people giving up on him? He lies. He cheats. He's corrupt. Oh, yeah, they don't see that. The, the, why do we have to see bad tweets? I haven't heard anything really bad about Donald Trump except his tweets. Okay, he's an in-your-face diplomat. His diplomacy is you know, <laughs> an in-your-face diplomacy. That's it. It's a little scary sometimes because you, you don't know what's going to happen. He flies off and he says, okay, Kim on jun I'm going to, I'm coming out to North Korea. We're going to sit there. Uh-oh. Is he going to provoke him for another? No, didn't. You didn't see him fire off anything during Trump's tenure. And now, what, 50 freaking missiles a day? I mean, it's an unbelievable amount in, over over Japan. And, the, you know, and the, I mean, it, it, this is what's going on. Take a look at all these things that Trump did. And, and you go, okay, bad tweets. And we're saying, oh, we'd rather have a Ron DeSantis. Why? Ron DeSantis? This wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Donald Trump. I'm not saying nothing wrong with Ron DeSantis doing a great job as a governor. Personally, I'd love to see Donald Trump choose him as his vice president, but he needs that mentoring. <laughs> he's 43 years old. You know, he's doing a really, really good job. But is, is, is that the best we have? No, Donald Trump is the best we have. As a president, he was a great president. The left is scared of him. The, so many, I mean, Biden is scared of him. She is scared of him. They're, 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 they all have so much respect for Donald Trump. That's the last thing they want. We're falling right in, right into their hands. You know, you just can't give up. And I'm not saying, you know, you, 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 you need to be as much of a Donald Trump fan as I am. Just give him the respect. Just, you know, give the man the, the dignity of saying, hey, yeah, you know what? You did a great job as president. Yeah, there's things I don't like about you. Yeah, they say you're unelected. Well, that's their propaganda. So you don't put them up. Just, just bear with them. Let's see if he wins the primaries against, you know, the Mike Pence's of the world. Yeah. I, I mean, so let's just not give up on them. Let's just not pick up their war cries of Trump is unelectable. Let's just not do it. Don't give them the echo chamber of their propaganda. It's just, it's just not right. Look, you can't give up. After 50 years of fighting, the pro-life believers have finally seen Roe v. Wade overturned. And now, when we were seeing a red wave, it's all but gone. So what? You know, we always say it's not what we, when we, that, you know, not if we get knocked down. It's, it's if we get up. So it's time to get up, regroup, and continue the fight for the America we believe in. And don't get mad. Don't get even. Just win. Win, baby. Win. Am I mad? Yeah, mad. You bet I am. But I always remember the words Frank Sinatra had over his door when he, I, I, I went to his house a long time ago in Palm Springs. It's a long story. But over over his door where you walk in was a, was a sign, a metal, you know, bronze sign that said, good living is the best revenge. Remember that. Good living is the best revenge. You, 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 I don't want to get... 
even I don't want to be mad, even though I am. I certainly don't want to look mad or act mad. I want to work hard to get what we want for this country. That's good living. Getting the freedom, the freedom from the of the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, our right to free speech. Good living in this case is celebrating the wins, big and small, using each win to inspire the next. Okay, in my case, I'm, I'm going to change my political affiliation. I'm going to. I am. To independent. Not just, you know, because I'm um, angry at the... Um, Angry at the Republicans. No, 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 no. But to send them a message. You know, the the, the pork in this omnibus bill is disgusting. But, you know, um, have have our, 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 our own hands, you know, tied at the border is as insulting as it is damaging. So it, it doesn't look like, mu- you know, much can be done until 2024. If we can get the Senate and win back, okay, and, and, and win back the White House as well. And since they always say no one is worried about the base, then win if they win over the independents. They'll win. That's what they say. Okay? They got they got the base, they got us. Okay. So they look at us Republicans. We're we're registered Republicans. They're not worried about us. The Democrats, they don't worry about their registered Democrats. They don't worry about the independents. Well I'll become one of them. I'll be an independent and um you know it, it's 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 I'll get all the attention. I'll be the focus of you know, all their whatever. And th- that's, they're going to try to persuade me. They're not trying to persuade me now. They're not giving me anything. But maybe if I write to my, which I do, but I write as a Republican. I need to write to the Republicans and the Democrats as an independent. So, hey, this is, you know, thank you for doing this and this and this. Thank you for paying attention to the border. Thank you for, you know, whatever it is, uh, I'll be able to do the same thing. I'll be able to email and send, you know, things but as an independent, they'll pay attention. As a Republican, oh, here's another guy that wants us to, you know, close down the border. Here's another. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I got an independent guy. <laughs> I know that name. Nah, it's probably another guy. Don't worry about it. So I just, it's interesting to try to figure out what I can do, me as an individual can do, to help America. But I think I've already said Donald Trump's net worth went down while he was in office from four and a half billion to three point two billion. Over a billion dollars. Okay, that's while he was office. And and by the way, here's the other thing about that. I got this from a friend of mine. Obama went from three million dollars, that was his net worth when he went in, which is pretty impressive, to seventy <laughs> seventy million dollars, okay? From three million to seventy million. Guess what? Bill Clinton went from four hundred and eighty thousand, yeah, he was governor of uh, Arkansas. He went from 480000 to $120 million, okay? While Trump was losing. <laughs> I mean, so let's look at these things. Let's look at Donald Trump. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm just telling you to give him the respect. Give him the room. Give him, give him the opportunity to demonstrate from his mouth, from his campaign. Don't write him off now. Don't write him off before he even starts out. You just, you're just playing, you're playing into the hand 
of the left. This is what they want us to do. And by the way, when we talk about we talk about things like 2024, it looks like Diane Feinstein, who's I don't know how old she is, she doesn't look real healthy. And they're saying that she's probably going to retire or at least not run again. And guess who is stepping up, at least making noise like he is? Adam Schiff. Can you imagine Adam Schiff running for the for the U.S. Senate to to take Diane Feinstein's seat? Well, who do we have? Let's let's try to figure it out. Who do we have from California? I'm sure there's names. I'm sure you could think about it. I'm not going to go into it right now. But there's probably a you know quite a few Republicans that you know maybe independents. <laughs> As I as I quickly turn, but you know we have to have somebody that can beat this left wing. This this I mean the Democrat Party has really become a socialist slash communist party. That's just a, they, they seem to be ashamed of America. Everything they say and do points to that. And we gotta find somebody who's not a Democrat that is gonna run for that seat. That's coming up pretty quick. Probably from what I'm hearing and seeing more or less way before 2024. So any um, New Year's resolutions out there? (laughs) I I mean, the only other thing that I really want to talk about and I really think we should be thinking a lot about right now are the border issue. We we have this, this so much that's that's uh, I, the price that we're paying for the way the Biden administration is handling this border. It's just it's too big. It's it's too big a price. I mean, overall, to me, yeah, there's a lot of issues about the border we could talk about. But I think that the biggest issue may be empowering the cartels. You know, the individuals, again, the human trafficking, those people that get raped, the exploitation, the you know, the displacement. You're encouraging people to lose, to, to leave their countries. Yeah, I know it's, you know, seeking asylum because you're being persecuted, because your life is threatened. That's one thing. But running to a different country because you think you could make more money there and all they're going to try to do is use you use the American economic system to their benefit, exploit America, you know, send the money. It's all nice things. Don't get me wrong. Their, their motivations are noble. You know, I'm not saying they're bad people. They're not. But they're not Americans. And a lot of them don't even want to be Americans. They just, you know, want to get away from, they can't make a living at home because they don't have capitalism at home. You know, they, they don't have the opportunities that we have. So we, we see all this and it's, it's cruel, okay? It's cruel to keep encouraging people, you know, who, who are living in countries with less advantages than we have, okay? I don't want to call them shithole countries. I, I, I don't know that. A lot of them are coming from, you know, these are places they grew up. They're just having a hard time making a living to, to come to the United States and even infer that, that they'll be welcome, let alone. I mean, but yeah, I, and, and, I, and I do want to go into all that. You know, the, the danger that lurks in front of them, you know, that on this trip. And they, but, you know, if they get to America and they're told they're going to get free health care, access 
the the benefits and jobs are plentiful. There's opportunities and you know these sanctuary cities. Oh, this sanctuary they're gonna give us a place. You know places to live and food and medicine and you know I mean I I, I even giving so-called dreamers citizenship just for being here is a message. Maybe, maybe, you know, too many Americans just don't understand how much this nation has to offer, how much they have, we have to be grateful for. And even as they taint and denigrate this country, our nation, and color it, pardon the pun, pardon the pun color it as racist or as almost an evil, well, it's not almost. They do call it, some of them, an evil empire. I mean, they really put this country down. But what they're doing by empowering the cartels, you got to look at that and understand it's it's huge. And I, I, don't, I don't hear enough talk about it. I don't hear people, you know, on, with the media, whether it's, you know, uh, Fox News or anybody else, you know, the... The, um, the 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 New York Post or, or any other you know media outlet, the Washington Examiner. I don't hear them. I don't hear people with this big expose about the cartels. But I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. I'm getting that sense of well, these these cartels are making billions. I used to say, you know, the Biden is partnering with the cartels, and 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 that's that's been going on now for a couple of years. How long does it take for them to amass, you know, the the wealth that they need? Don't forget, they don't need, you know, the wealth to come to America and take over big corporations. They need the wealth to take over the the the, the Mexican government to to destabilize it, which is what they're doing. Our neighbor to the south, Mexico, the country of Mexico. Well, so many people go there for vacations. We used to go on motorcycle rides down different places in Mexico and you know, this place and that place. Maybe an hour into the into the stay or maybe a little more. People go to Mexico. All the, it's, a, it's our neighbor nation. It's a, one of our great trading partners. You know, I, I, I know what's coming across the border isn't their best. That's what Trump said. They're not sending their best. We're getting the criminals. We're getting the drugs. We're getting the fentanyl. We're getting the, 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 the people who are coming here and, and, and taking our, our, our kids and putting them into, you know, human trafficking them into sex slavery and, and, and all other things. That's what's happening. That's really happening to human beings, the individuals who are suffering from this. And we're just allowing it. But this is all the going to the growth of the cartels. The cartels control our border. That's what's going on. The Mexican drug cartels are, are, are making money, millions and billions of dollars at our border, trafficking people, bringing people over. They charge these people. These people put up money, their life savings. They pay them. They become indentured servants to them to, to be able to come across this border. The drug trade that has come across this border in the last two years is, is, has grown so much. 
and the destabilization of the country of Mexico by the cartels because of the, the Biden administration, the Democrat Party. It's not just Joe Biden. I wish it was. I wish Biden was a renegade president and him and Kamala Harris are doing these things in spite of their party, trying to bring them back to some, you know, rational place and say, Joe, you can't. No, that's not what's going on. They're supporting this this crazy idea of open borders. They're supporting everything he does. They're supporting them, trying to get rid of, you know, this Title 42, you know, some one little way. Of, of holding back some of these people because of, you know, this uh, Title 42 that says, you know, you can't bring people over that might have COVID. Basically, that's what it is. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't have the title information in front of me. That's what I believe. And, of course, Joe says, well, you know, COVID's over, so, you know, we can we, we can get rid of that. Whoa! No, COVID's not over if you're t- talking about, you know, reestablishing all these COVID rules. So it, it, it's, it's not done. We still need that. But more importantly, you know, when, when our ancestors came through Ellis Island, they would check for everything. They would check for everything, tuberculosis, to whatever other things. And if they had anything that we didn't want to be brought here in America, they get sent back. They get sent back to where they came from. You couldn't just come here and just say, I'm coming to America no matter what the situation was. Why do we have that? And you can argue, don't, you know, this whole argument that the Democrats give you. Oh, they're coming here for asylum. And then the old thing about the Statue of Liberty with a poem. Emma Lazarus wrote that poem. I don't think it was written by anybody in Congress. It certainly wasn't written from, you know, by any president. It was, a, it was a, she's a poet. And she wrote, you know, send me your tired, your poor, your hungry masses yearning to breathe free. Great. That's beautiful words. And people come here all the time. We A million people a year come here from all over the world. They immigrate to America legally. And, and, and you know, we, we encourage that. There's a process that people go through. And, and, you know, we want immigrants. Immigrants built this country, literally. Everyone came here from someplace, okay, other than here, except for the natives who are already here. So are we saying we don't want immigration? No, we don't want illegal immigration. We don't want the chaos that comes with that. We don't want the disruption to our country. And we, you know, I just said about Mexico because of the, 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 the um, cartels and you're empowering the cartels that's destabling, destabilizing their whole country. And they are. Okay. What about these other countries where all these people are leaving? Don't you think they need the human resources of the individual people that want to go to work? The people that have a work ethic that say to themselves, oh, I, I want to go to America and work on the farms and the fields. I want to do what I can. Why, why, bring the state, keep them home. Why encourage them? You know, Kamala Harris goes down to Honduras or uh, wherever they went and, and says, that's, you know, we have to fix it at the source. Well, that's the source. It's not throwing money. It's not throwing billions of dollars. It's enabling those countries to do what they need to do to create an economy of their own. A successful economy where people can, you know, be successful, you know, have their own lives. That's that's what you need to do. You don't just throw money at it. Why are the Democrats think everything's about money? It's about inspiration, motivation. 
It's about education. It's about getting people to make their lives better. Not because of diversity. Not because of whatever these things are that they want to keep on talking about. You know, equity. What is equity? Equity is everybody having access. Everybody I grew up with, black, white, Christian, Jew, Muslim, didn't matter. We all have the same access. Not all of us took advantage of it. I certainly didn't, you know. I I mean, I could have had a much better high school education if I didn't want to go to work. Why do I want to go to work? We didn't have any money in the house. I was tired of getting sent to the local grocery store asking for credit to get a, you know, a quart of milk. When we didn't have credit, but you know, of course you're seven, eight, nine years old and, and, and you know, the, the, what's the clerk going to say? You know, you, you, whatever. I mean, well, that's what we did. And I was tired of it. So, you know, I got a job. 11 years old. Worked for Ropage. Yeah, I, I, that's what we did. So many of us did it. And we, we didn't take advantage of all the things that were there for us. School was an opportunity that, uh, but the, the one thing I did, because I, my, my dad set an example. My dad had three jobs. He drove a cab. He worked in a luncheonette. He, he delivered flowers. He did other things different things but he always went to school he always studied he always learned so we set an example and 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 of course his example of having you know been in the military in world war ii and that was an example his friend set an example i i wish i had understood the importance of going to school not that i didn't but there were other things that were calling me there was there was a lot of things going on in schools it was it wasn't easy you know to be this little kid in school almost a year younger than everybody else in your class so you're not only small but you're small (laughs) small and you're going through it it's a hostile environment it was tough well it's tough now but we need to encourage kids in america not to go to the school and be told you're in a terrible country that was founded on slavery and 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 you know we're an empire that takes over other country and 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 does these things and 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 we came here and you know what we did to the Native Americans and all this stuff wounded my wounded heart, wounded knee, buried buried my heart. Okay, there's lessons to be learned, yes, but don't color this nation as evil in in doing it. That's what that's what they do. That's exactly what's going on in our schools today. And they're not spending time learning, you know, the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. No, 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 no. That doesn't, now, now it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, diversity, diversity, diversity. It's all about equity. It's all about sex education. It's all about gender education. It's all about, you know, talking about the negatives of life. This is not, the, this isn't the, 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 the way to, you know, to, to change a school system that was, that I felt, you know, was hostile. You know, make it better. Don't make it worse. You should, you know, go to school and you should feel good about what you learned. There were some things I did feel good about, you know, learning American history and now they're twisting it and turning it. That's wrong. But this is, this is the country we're living in today. And yet there are millions and millions of people every year that want to come here. I don't know what percentage, whether it's a big chunk of 80% coming across our, our, our southern border. I don't know what percentage of the people that are coming here illegally are just coming here through the southern border. How many are coming here, you know, with um, visas and they they overstay their visas and how many, what numbers are there and how many, but th- there are people from all over the planet that just want to come to this country. And the people 
in this country need to be proud of this country's being here. Proud to be in a nation that was founded in in the Judeo-Christian belief in God, that we were endowed by our Creator with certain and inalienable rights, rights that are just part of us being a human being that can't be taken away, we can't be separated from. We should be proud of that. And yes, it's it's it was it wasn't as good, and it got better and better and better. Did we we overcame? We went over speed bumps and obstacles, and so many people were you know lived horrible lives, and then they passed on better lives to their to their families. You know the Irish, the Jews, the Italians, certainly the blacks. I get it, but what we're doing today, just on the southern border, has got to stop. And we've got to stop it now. And I think that there's so many impeachable offenses that, I mean, they talk about my office. Talk about Biden. Talk about Biden because of Afghanistan. Talk about Biden because of the southern border. Talk about Biden if you can investigate his son Hunter and all that and over, you know, get, get it all out there in the sunshine. Put some light on it. Get it all. Expose it so that those people that voted for him could look at that and say, wait a minute, maybe maybe we were wrong. Maybe, maybe you were wrong in electing this man. Maybe what's going on and the things that he's done. Maybe we could do that. But you know what? Yeah, you, you're right. Maybe not. The odds are against us, but that shouldn't stop us. And that shouldn't stop us from going forward and believing that 2023 is the precursor to the election of the of the next president and hopefully the taking back of the Senate in 2024. That's my resolution for the new year. Keep on working. Keep on believing. Keep on fighting for a better America. For an America that's going to that's gonna believe in itself. America that's going to believe that America first is a policy that every American should feel good about. That every American should fight for. And the ones who don't, we should just keep on trying to convince them of the goodness of this great country. Not that everything we do is right. Not that everything we do is good. But not that everything that any Anybody does is good or right. It's certainly not perfect, but this is a country that's always striving to be a more perfect union. And that in itself is noble as long as it's honest and real. And again, I am not going to call names to the people who vote for Democrats or the people in the Democrat Party in the Senate. But there are some people there who are just evil. And evil is anybody who has these beliefs that America is not a great country, that America doesn't deserve the, 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 the wonderful things that, it, that it's gotten, the benefits that it's gotten for its people, that the benefits that, that, we've, that we've been able to achieve as a nation. And there are people. The squad is one identical group. Who, and, and, and I don't want to throw the word hate around. They just really dislike this country intently. So my New Year's resolution is to fight against them. Make make the people who elected them aware of, of how negative that force is to the success of this country going forward. To do everything I can to inspire the people, the patriots who love this country. And I, we can argue about is, is, you know, McCarthy the right guy for the Speaker of the House. It's not, it's not my vote. I, I'd like to see 
cohesion. I don't want to see disruption. If he's the guy they say he is, let's let's let it do it. I'd rather have Jim Jordan, but Jim Jordan will have a place. We can argue amongst ourselves with all this stuff. Pro-life, you know, pro, which is, you know, the other side is not pro-choice, by the way, pro-abortion. We can argue about all these things. That's fine. That's fine. Everything's worth arguing and discussing and negotiating. But the one thing that's not worth negotiating is how important this country is to survival. Seriously, when 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 you talk about, you know, the, the earth, you know, the green new deals and all the rest of it, because of global this and the global that, mankind needs a successful America. We are the, the we're really that beacon of hope for mankind. Is is that something that sounds so, you know, a national ego that well, we've earned it. We fought for it. And we have a great country. And I want to do everything I can in the new year as we step into that new year. Everything I can do, I'm going to do that just a little bit, including my vote to make this a better country. I'm New York Mike. I wish each and every one of you a great new year. I, I'm excited about it. I want you to be excited about it. I, it. It's going to be it's going to be a better year than any year we've ever had. Believe it. I'm New York Mike. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. I'm out. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to keep this podcast rolling. <laughs>